Alright, so we're here with Alex. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally I'm in the whole podcast. But, like, I guess. Uh, so anyway, right. we're here with Ella Dollar. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Once again, we're here at SBBR, and we happen to run to Ellie Darling at another bar. At bar. The same exact bar. The yeah. same bar we met. And actually, we were sitting in the spot that your boy Blue actually walked over and started talking to her and Kawhi and, and uh, Five Star. And that's how the whole, the last podcast we did with you, that's how it, it started, basically. That's right. how, that's where bad where we came from. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like a one year anniversary, like, oh, Aww, yeah. happy anniversary, guys. <laughs> I love you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we just um, hug for yeah, those people who are wa- listening, yeah. not watching. Can't no. hear that, the audio hug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, since we're here at SVR, um, what have you seen on the floor that's been like the coolest thing you've seen today? So, today I actually got to do a, a 3D body scan. That was awesome. So, yeah, so they uh, you basically stand on the platform and they've got this massive array of cameras in front of you and behind you and who knows where else. And uh, it just sort of rotates around you and does a 3D, 360 capture of your person. And yeah, I actually saw that. You actually posted it on your Twitter. I was like, wow, this is pretty dope. And uh, Cronus and Blue, we went to actually, we went to go do it too. Yeah. We haven't received her email yet of the file, but... Yeah, I think it takes some time. I think they cool. get pretty stacked up. I went yeah. pretty early in the day because I knew that they'd get slammed. Uh, but yeah, I was super excited about that. I also tried an experience, the name of which I cannot recall, but basically you put a computer backpack on and you've got the headset on and you've got this, like, this gun. And oh. in the experience, you're just shooting, like, these orbs that come at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I got a picture of it. Let me yeah, look it up. Yeah, it probably has the, the name. But it's pretty cool. I like the gun because it's pretty heavy. Like, it's not as heavy as a rifle would be. But it's it's nice and weighty, which you don't tend to get from a lot of the stuff that you do in VR. Yeah, it was like really plastic. I think a lot of people forget that when they're making fake guns, they tend to make it a little too light. So the company was called Autitrack? Oh yeah, 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 Autitrack. And I'm just going to be a cliche dork for a second. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Heart emoji. But yeah, that's the thing, like the recoil on a lot of the guns that you do, that you use in VR, are just not realistic. And, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, I mean, it, it still isn't realistic, like especially when you set it to grenade mode. Oh yeah. Like, the chainsaw like, was dope as hell. Yeah, the chainsaw the was chainsaw super was really, cool. It was, with the chainsaw was really, because it was, so uh, with the gun, like you could, there's a button on the side that you can press. And you would go from like this normal shooting to like this like machine gun style. Oh, no, it was... There was automatic, was machine, semi-automatic. Yeah, semi-automatic, and there was a grenade, and then and there was chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. But when you went to the chainsaw, it was like, you could feel like each little blade going through. It was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty badass. I liked it. It was, it was closer to realistic, and I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. That's really smart. It's pretty cool. So like when I was shooting, like I was shooting like I would normally shoot. Right. 
a lot of VR games will do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Though I have to say, I feel like VR games tend to get it a little bit more on the nose than like regular games. Do. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I'm not very good at regular video games because I'm used to shooting guns in the real world. Because yeah, yeah. I grew up in Texas, and so it doesn't really transfer. Whereas with VR, I think it's a closer approximation of yeah. the reality of that. Totally. What was really cool with the the demonstration that we did was that you know so with the controller or basically you had like a, a gun that you held in real life. Real quick, the gun was called uh, Striker VR. Striker VR. Yeah. That's great to know. It was so, a pretty good. Piece. The gun you had in your hand, there was a button on the side where you can switch out your ammo. But what's really cool is that once you ran out of bullets, you had to reload, and to reload, you had to like make like the gesture of you slapping a new cartridge into the bottom of the gun. Which was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I almost like I almost feel like the next step is to have like an auxiliary magazine. Yeah. That you have to like. You have like a bag. You have to actually reach down and grab it and actually put it in there. Yeah. That would be yeah. kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty. I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Um, so I like those two things. I tried a few. I tried like a horror ex escape room, which was it was all right. But you got um, to try the the Alice. Project Alice thing? You know what? I set up an appointment to try it, and then I was in this other experience until like 20 minutes after my, my oh. sign up time. I hate the way that signups work at experience at, at events like this because I never know where I'm going to be at any particular time. Yeah. Um, and so to come back at that time and then wait another 10 or 15 minutes to get in is just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I've been waiting honestly like a year at this point to try that freaking experience. That's what we, last year we, tr we tried it, but it's the same deal. Like first it was uh, first come first serve, damn reservations. Right. So this year we got to try it. How was it? What did you try? Because they have several available. So I wanted to try the shooting game, so I like shooting game. But they, yeah. well, I guess the shooting game broken, so we got to use the. Uh, the it wasn't. It, it wasn't broken. They just had technically difficulties at the moment. Yeah. It was broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Great PR. Yeah. PR rep for them. Uh, which game was it in particular that you were trying to do? It was called like Ghost. Something. Ghost. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the one that I. I think that's the one I tried to sign up for. So. I think it's working now. Okay. But we got to use the gloves. And the How gloves many gloves? Were, were they yeah. like haptic gloves? Or no. Like? no. They weren't haptic, but like when you moved your fingers, it was like exactly what you would expect to see. Okay. Like exactly. Like. Like when I first like I put the when I put the gloves on, I looked at my hand. And I was like, whoa, like they're moving with, like in sync with my hand. I was like, the first thing I did was like, uh, I'm gonna do a quick little yes, middle finger yes. and then piece. Of, I did like the rocker sign. I was like, ah, I'm rock on. I, I was about to ask, like, how long did it take you to flip off the VR? Yeah. It took like, uh, it took like maybe 14 seconds for me to flip off the VR, but I went down to the rocker thing because I felt yes. that was more appropriate. Well, yeah. I didn't know like who was a, watching. They had like a modified tilt brush okay. where on your hand, you could, um, on your left hand, you could. Make things bigger or smaller than you were drawing, and the draw you had to like pinch your fingers. Yeah. With one you draw, and with the other hand you can go like this and make things bigger or smaller. Okay. So that that was pretty cool. They got to flip it over and like put different colors. Yeah. So that was, uh, was it like cool. finger painting or? Uh, it wasn't finger painting, but like when you went like this, it's basically like you have like a pen in your hand or a pencil, and then you would just draw. So okay. it, was, it was pretty cool. And it was also cool about that was that um, so it was not multiplayer, but like there's mo there's multiple people in your environment. So I could see where Cronus was, and where the the guy who was like walking us through, like he, he was called the he looked like the Mad Hatter because the game was called Project Callus. So I call him I'm gonna call him the Mad Hatter because he even had like the little top hat with like the number on the side. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, the, Mad that's Hatter, totally the Mad Hatter, yeah, told the Mad Hatter. So he was talking to us, 
and he's like, oh, hey, you know, how you doing? And he, like, reached out in a virtual role, stuck out his hand, and, like, I literally stuck out my hand and shook his hand. Like, it was, like, a perfect, like, match. Like, there was no, like, maybe he was, like, a little bit, like, four inches away or, like, right. four inches too close. He was, like, perfectly matched up with my hand. And we shook hands, I was like, whoa. That's a cool, that's really cool. And if you were high, that'd probably be a super trip. <laughs> All right. I know I'm what to saying. do before I go to the expo floor tomorrow. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to do another uh, presentation, right? Yeah, I have a talk on Friday, I think it's at 1.30, about Cam 4 VR. It's, it's about the state of the live adult industry, like the live broadcasting industry, which is what I work in. I work on Cam 4 VR, which I think I talked about last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big developments I'm talking about are um, we're launching a new camera. We call it the 2.0 camera. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever had a chance to check out Cam 4 VR. Um, it's okay if you have it. I you can pretend you have it. I your stuff, because you know what's weird? So I was like... I was thinking about I was thinking about it, but I was like, I kinda of know you're real life, so it's like I don't wanna Yeah. I totally feel yeah. you. I actually don't have anything that is X-rated there. So if you download the Cam4 VR app, you can see a pre-recorded video where I mean I'm in lingerie, but and I say the F-word once, but it's mostly PG-13. Um, but we're about to launch a new camera, and that new camera has a really wide field of view and also a very tall field of view. So vertically and horizontally, like I can stand right up in front of the camera and look down at it. You can see me head to toe and I can get so close. Like it essentially has the same IPD and conversion point um, as the human eye. So so it's really, really cool. And there's voice to voice technology. So when you go into a private chat with a girl, it's not launched yet, but it will be soon. When you go into a private chat, when you talk, she hears you and oh. talks right back to you. The way that we are having a conversation right now, it's it's very immediate, and so it's it's really cool. So that's the big thing that we're working on unleashing soon. It was really cool. Like last year when um, you did your um, your press conference, I never like when I when you think of 360 or when you think of VR, you're thinking of like 360 view. But when it comes to the porn industry, you're thinking like. Okay, you don't really care about the whole 360. Like you only care about the way you only want to look for. You don't need to look back. There's nothing back there. There's there's a file cabinet basically back there, and yeah. you're not gonna even pay attention to that. But like um, one of our one of our podcasters, he tried adult VR for the first time, and pretty much his mind was blown. Like it's it's. It's one step away from cheating. That's that's a that's what I use. It's one step away from cheating. You know, and I love that. And I that's a question I get asked very frequently. Like, so at what point does this become cheating? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's not a question anybody can answer except for your significant other. Exactly. And yeah. I, I feel like I might have even talked about this last year. That like, whatever it means for your relationship, it's a great discussion point to have with your significant other. And if it encourages people to have a conversation about their expectations, their boundaries, and what is right for them and what's not right for them, like that's fucking awesome. Like have more conversations about your boundaries because so many people end up, you know, I've heard of so many relationships ending because someone does something that they think is totally reasonable because it's not cheating in their eyes, but the way that they view cheating is more physical or more emotional or more whatever, whereas their partner has a completely different perspective. And so talk to your partner about what the, like where the value of your relationship lies and where it's okay to seek that value elsewhere. Like I, I have a partner in my life and I cook dinner for that most, most nights. 
But if they decide they want to go have dinner someplace else, I'm not going to feel personally betrayed. Whereas if they decided they wanted to go have pussy someplace else, I probably would. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's a discussion <laughs> that I should have. Because that's, you know, these are, both of those things are things that I provide in the terms of our relationship. But one of them holds more value to me than the other. And that's the same for most relationships. Like, just talk to each other. Yeah, communication Knowledge. is key. Like, uh, so me and uh, K-Mag are smart. Let's smoke your rad, awesome, fucking girlfriend who kicks nah. ass. Um, she, uh, she wants to try VR porn. I've seen it. She wants to see it now. So I'm like, all right. She's got to set up a time because now it's weird with the kids. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, um, we're, we're going to fill out the Yes No Video list. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I didn't know about it until we went to the... Went, so we went to, uh, you know, the I absolutely love the way that Kink.com structures their yes, no, maybe list. So wait, what's the, what is this yes, no, maybe list? I've never heard it before. Okay, so when you're a performer shooting BDSM content, um, the biggest BDSM porn studio I think in the world is Kink.com, and they they have just tons of sites. Uh, under their umbrella. And so if you shoot for any property owned by King.com, there is a consent list and it goes over every possible sexual act, every everything that might happen on set, whether that's, you know, anal sex, vaginal sex, oral sex, having your hair pulled, being slapped, being spit on, um, what sort of, like, if there's verbal abuse, what sort of verbal abuse is acceptable? What are words or ideas that should be? So, yeah. And then yeah. numbers, like, if it's like no, it's like a no, and it's a yes, it's like a Yeah, so I could be like, yeah, I kind of like that. Like, for example, uh, I kind of like having my hair pulled, but I don't want you to go absolutely crazy with it. Or for me, like, trigger words for me, like, I, I don't want anybody saying, like, insulting things about my body like calling me fat or whatever on set because yeah. that could be that could take me into a place where I don't want to be on camera and so it establishes a, a conversation between the dom and the submissive because while on camera it looks like you're in a very I mean you are in a very intimate engagement yeah. you don't actually necessarily even know each other like there have been plenty of times where I've worked at kink.com where I don't know the person I'm working with I I just followed them on Twitter yesterday, and yeah. now I'm about to give them my butthole. So I should be able to make sure that we are at least engaged enough with each other where I know that I can trust that person not to cross my boundaries. And so yeah, it's sort of just a checklist covering everything you can think of sexually and uh, BDSM and, and anything like that. And it gives you a sort of a, a discussion point to establish your personal boundaries to make sure that when you leave set that day, you're leaving fulfilled and happy and satisfied and not traumatized yeah. because you know it can be if you're not doing it correctly and we've seen this I won't mention any names or specific instances but there has been one really big instance in the past year where there was a BDSM scene shot where they didn't have a safe word and they didn't go over those things oh. and in the end the female talent uh, called out the director and now there's some weird legal stuff going on and and yeah, it could all be avoided if you simply have a conversation. And that goes for porn, that goes for your private life. Just fucking talk to each other. Yeah. Just talk to each other. Yeah, don't even be embarrassed about it. Like, you know, if like being open with something. Like, well, yeah. no, you, you might have a partner. Like, there might be a guy who might be, like, down for, like, choking and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. you date a girl. Yeah. If you're embarrassed to discuss it, you probably shouldn't do it. No. Like, if you can't have a conversation about it, maybe just. It's really wait. interesting. Like, I I watched a video earlier of um of a girl. She was she's Indian, 
and she's a stripper now. She done like porn stuff like that too. Do you know her and name? I can't think of her name. I just saw it like literally today. Okay. But she had talked about how like you know in her culture, like they all they look down on that. Like you know, girls shouldn't show her body, blah blah blah. Right, right. And she moved here. To, they moved here to America, and basically she started stripping to like help pay for school and stuff like that. But she also discovered like you know. Being like doing that with her body, like she felt more sexual, like her body, like she understood her body, like she felt more comfortable in it, like she didn't like judge other people, like she was really comfortable where she was. And I think that's the thing with like people nowadays is that we're, we're too judgmental about our sexuality or like you know our sexual preference and stuff like that. But it's like you know, you, you like what you like as long as it isn't fucking kids, absolutely, or animals, yeah. or, or animals. As long as it is an, an adult human being who can consent. Yeah. Somebody who is your same age. Well, oh, I don't know. As long as of consent age. Okay. You know. Um, but yeah, like, it's fine. Just just be able to talk about it and be yeah. able to discuss where those boundaries are. Uh, but you bring up an interesting point. Like, it's not something I can answer, but there are situations where someone is an adult and perhaps they're being manipulated or coerced into a, a relationship with someone who's much older with much more life experience. And I didn't really know how to assess that, except that we should encourage young people before they become adults who are engaged in this yeah. very free-for-all sexual space to understand their own boundaries and to understand the limitations of sex and what they can and should offer other people and what is reasonable to ask of someone and consent and boundaries. Like, I can tell you that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but I was never taught what, you know, consent means in sex. So I feel like we really need to have stronger sex education amongst young people in schools or just in general. Oh, for sure, but it goes back to like peers and values in America. Absolutely. They're super old and antiquated and they shouldn't be around anymore. It's like, I think people are very repressed to this day. It's 2017. If, you, if you're not comfortable talking about sex, it's like... Well, Where it's are you? Sad. Where do you live right now? But that's like most of the It's true, and it's really sad. And I feel like there's this whole party line where, you know, being against sex and against porn and against sexual expression and against, you know, uh, different sexualities, different gender identities, is sort of this identity, this political identity, where people pride themselves on oppressing or excluding other people based on those things. And it's just harmful for everybody. Like, it doesn't yeah. help anyone. Well, you know what's weird for me is that most people are against, like, stuff like that. Yeah. They usually have serious health problems that usually include what they're against. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the more vocal you are against something that is totally, like, not an issue, the more yeah. likely there's, it is that that's something. Yeah, there's something in the background that's, that does happen to that person and they're just basically hiding from it. Yeah. yeah that's what always got me about, like, oh, people that were against uh, homosexuals in America. I was like, I didn't know that they didn't have the same rights as other people. Right. Like, you know, straight up until like the mid 2000s. I was like, for real? I was like, it's never been called. But I, I, you know, I grew up in California, so I didn't know that, you know, the rest of the world, the rest of America was like, Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice bubble to be in to be like, wait, people actually don't like, like, people actually have a thing against yeah. that. Um, Why would you care? Yeah, I think I'm very, uh, I'm very insulated in Los Angeles because I am a porn performer and a pornographer and a queer woman and 
all of the other things that, you know, if I went back to my hometown in Texas and was just completely open about that right now, they would be like, oh, bye, bitch. But it, it was just not something, it was part of my identity, just not something I broadcasted. And so when I realized that, like, the reason I was safe in that space is because I was very private about those things, it, it makes me really reconsider a lot of things. So I actually have a question for you. Yeah. So since you're in an adult industry, do you ever have, like, friends or like somebody who knows you're in the industry like kind of probably you for sex? Um, my friends don't really, my friends, yeah, my friends tend to take it as a point of pride that they like don't watch my stuff or engage with my stuff. Which, which cool. we don't. Right? And, and the thing is, they totally absolutely could and I wouldn't be offended or weirded out unless they decided to give me like a play-by-play. -play. Like, you can jerk off to my content, you can jerk off to my friends, you can do whatever. I do not need to hear about how you're jerking off to me or my friends. And it's something that like, even sometimes when people, like some, when friends talk to me about uh, about watching porn, they don't talk about my porn, but they talk about my friends. And it's like, dude, that's my friend. Yeah. I don't, I mean, that's your dick. And when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter that it's my friends. I just don't care to hear about your dick. Well, I think almost all the friends that I have don't really need to know the ins and outs of their sexual. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't tell Cronus how I give it down, how I give it to the sweetness. Like, he probably doesn't know, and I don't want to know about how he gives it to K-Max, so... I mean, that's where it all breaks down, too. I mean, we talk about a lot of shit. Yeah, we talk about that. Yeah. There's so many other things to talk about. Shoes, anything else? You know what, for me, it's not so much my friends, it's sort of acquaintances, or people that I meet when they find out what I do, that they decide that like, oh, so you want to fuck me and my wife, right? Or oh, yeah. or the opposite, where they're like, well, I would never watch the porn because I'm actually very happy with my wife, and they go into this history of their marriage, and they're like, dude, you're protesting a lot more than you need to. I don't care about, I don't care about your dick, I don't care about your wife, I don't care about how you masturbate or don't. I don't care. You can talk about the business that I do as business without talking about your personal business. So, um, I don't know, I mean, sometimes people, they just don't know how to react. And so I try yeah. not to judge anyone too hard, because it's not a common discussion. Yeah. So, yeah. one thing I've been meaning to bring up to you. Yeah. So after our, the last time we did a podcast together, I looked up, so on your, so you have it on your back, you have a tattoo of the Harry Potter, what's it called, the M, M the Dewey, Dewey Decimal Dewey Number. Decimal number. Yeah. And I was like, I had actually typed it in, and I was like, I typed in Harry Potter, Dewey's Decimal System, and you actually, your name actually came up. <laughs> was it my legal name? No, it was your, it was your, your it was stage, stage name. Okay. It was your stage name, but it basically, there was a, a top 10 nerdy porn stars, and you were on that list. Well, thank goodness. And I was like, what? Probably pretty high up there. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're pretty high up there. But it was so funny because, like... It was just the fact that like, oh, I know her and like, that's the reason why, I, it, was, it was funny. It was really funny. So you brought the one earlier, awesome. I have to ask you, uh, you said queer, and queer has changed like, definitions? Yeah. Uh, when did that change and like, what does that mean to you? You know, I'm not really sure when it changed. It's definitely, when I first learned the term queer, it was an insult, it was a slur. Yeah. And so I really like that it's sort of been reclaimed by a community of people whose sexuality is sort of up in the air. For me, um, bisexual doesn't really fit it for me because bi implies a like, dichotomy of genders, like one or the other, and I don't believe that they're 
I, I believe that gender is a spectrum. And my attraction to people is not based on their gender. It's not based on their sexual identity. So uh, I guess queer to me means that I'm a woman who fucks who I want to fuck. And I'm attracted to who I want to be attracted to. And I'm open to different approaches to sexuality and different approaches to gender identity and different approaches to relationships where in some situations maybe a poly situation works best and in some uh, absolute monogamous situation works best. And so I think to me when I say queer it implies a sense of fluidity. Um, so that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, makes sense. I know there's another friend of mine who's like, she doesn't yeah yeah it's something that is a very it's a very heavy word and it's something that has sort of been reclaimed by the LGBTQ community so when the Q and LGBTQ is clear uh, oh, it, it can be questioning it can be questioning it can be there's so many I mean it's getting kind of long. Yeah, it, it's getting very long. And you know what? That's great. Inclusivity is awesome. I don't want anybody to feel like they're left out if they are some... We're like the island of misfit toys, except the island of misfit sexual... Deviants? No. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, so you guys were mentioning my Harry Potter tattoo earlier. Yeah. And... I know you... Sorry, I follow you on Twitter, so I know... Kind of keep. You know where I'm going. I'm like secretly stalking you, but not really. <laughs> Hi. No, we're, we're just friends. I mean, friends. yeah, we're it's friends on Twitter, but. So. But I know I, you got some no, new stuff. I got a new one. I was gonna ask you about that. This is my first tattoo in like seven years or something, six or seven years, and so it's half of a tattoo. So my sister has the other half. Um. So I got to do a little bit of research. This is and Prosper in Vulcan. And so my sister has lived long in Vulcan because she's she came before me, so she gets the first half and I get the second half. But I was I, I was gonna say I remember you asking people on Twitter like, hey, who who speaks Vulcan? Yeah, because no. I was able to find live long and prosper as a single phrase in Vulcan, but since I was splitting it up into two separate uh, separate phrases. I wanted to make sure that I was following Vulcan grammar correctly, which means that on hers, at the top of hers, there's a certain signifier that indicates the beginning Break. of the sentence. Yeah. And then at the bottom of hers, there's a little arrow indicating that the the idea is continued on the next line. So it's and almost it's, like a like so with you, it's like Microsoft Word, and you have like a little paragraph. Something. Yeah, so yeah, it's like an ellipsis. It's yeah, like yeah. Um, except this is a vertical language, so it, it reads top to bottom instead of left to right. So hers starts at the top and it goes down with the, the Vulcan equivalent of an ellipsis. And then mine, like if you look at this independently, like if someone, someone knew a little bit about Vulcan, they'd be like, oh, that's not right because it doesn't start with the correct thing, the correct mm -hmm. sigil. Um, but yeah, so I was able to sort of like separate them out and make sure that I was doing it right. So it starts, this is sort of the continuation of the ellipses, and this is like the signifier that we see in the sentence. So Ellie just confirmed that she's a super nerd. Super nerd, super. Yeah, like, my first convention, I was in a stroller, and it was a Star Trek convention. Oh. Yeah. So are you more of a Trekkie or more of a war? 
you know, I like Star Trek and I like Star Wars very much, very much. Um, I was just, just a few hours ago, I was in the shitty little fitness center upstairs, jogging and sweating my ass off in a Star Wars tank top with my Star Trek tattoo. I love Star Wars, I love Star Trek. I gotta say, um, I'm a fan of maybe four out of seven Star Wars films, like official films, whereas, yeah, yeah. And with Star Trek, I'm really mostly a fan of The Next Generation. Uh, I liked Enterprise because I watched it with my family. Not as much a fan of the original series, not so much Voyager or anything like that. The so, original series was cool because it had like cultural stuff. Right, there was a lot of that. They were like the, that was like the first like af like uh, African woman kissing like a white male to be filmed on TV. Yeah. And she, and she was at um F, uh, no Silicon Valley Comic Con last year. Yeah. Uh, Aroha. Wait, what's her name? But what's her real name? Um, a friend of mine is friends with her. Yeah, my mind just totally went blank. Uh, anyway. It was great to see her though, but like it was yeah. really cool over there. That's, that's fucking awesome. They and I love that. I love that they were willing to break, break boundaries. That boundaries, yeah. Because I mean, there's people who sit. Michelle they, Yes, 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 yes Michelle Nichols. There's people who would go from sitting like sitting in front of the bus, they want to move and stuff like that, like Rosa Parks. But like, there's different, there's different people who changed the history of mankind off of the, the little act that they did, and that's it's that's true. great. And she's, I mean, that was a really big deal. So, back to VR. What, what's your favorite? I guess. Device that you saw today. I mean, I mean, we talk about like how the the guns stuff like that. Or game. What what's your favorite game that you played today? What's my favorite game? Because earlier today I saw you playing the the oh, the Hado. Yeah, yeah. Hado. Hado was pretty cool. It's like a it's an AR game where it's mounted on your face and you have two different teams and you're basically shooting like energy balls at each other and you Dragon can throw up a, a shield. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna be super honest. The reason I liked it is because I won. Like, I got the top score. Oh what? Of all six of us. Nice. My team won, but like I was like, so like that made me feel pretty badass. And, like anything that makes me feel like a winner, I'm like, yeah, you must be yeah. a great. Game. You have a great judge of character, Kato. Well, it was like it was cool to like have AR game. I was like, yeah, I mean, Right. I think that's cool to have video games now that are part of being sort of physical. I think yeah, we're going to get, gamers are going to stop being, you know, like, heavy set people who are, like, getting a little more fixed. They're going to be well, you, like, part of the world. Like, playing a game, like, you you can use one arm to like, a fireball. So basically yeah. what the game is, it's uh, augmented reality, and it's, like, it's, it's three on three, or it can be, like, one on one or two on two, whatever. But, so you can make the gesture of throwing a fireball or, like, a... a Sphere basically, and basically, what you do is you just put your arm out forward in front of you. So, you're there's a wristband on your arm, the camera has to see that wristband for them to throw the, the ball. But if you go from the bottom and up, you will throw up a shield and it will protect you for a certain amount of like hits. But basically, when you when you fire the fireball at the other team, they have like a flower that sits in front of them that has four petals, and your job is to take out those four petals. And once you take out those four petals, I did not realize that. That's, that's <laughs> you're just, you're just, you're just killing everybody. I was just like, fire, 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 fire. <laughs> die. But 
Okay, so there's there's a pedal, and you have to kill all four pedals. So you have to take out all four pedals. So it's almost like remember like Mario Kart, how they have like the balloons, and you have to take out those four balloons, yeah, yeah. and you get like a point for that. That's basically how the game plays. But like the way that it works, it's actually like really well done, and the fact that you can you just it's just like dodgeball. Yes, it's basically yeah, it's basically like dodgeball, but you have they use like like an iPhone. Like I've never seen an iPhone use yeah, an augmented or VR at all. Yeah. Okay, so I, I actually want to revisit that tomorrow now that I hear this. So what you're saying is, um, say I'm playing, I've got a small four-petal flower in front of me, and the other team has to knock out all four petals before they can hit me? Before you die. Before, before I die. Okay, because yeah. I definitely died a few times. Yeah. But I killed But you probably else. killed a bunch of fools, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just like frenetically just throwing fucking energy while people. You're not surprised that there's not a Harry Potter VR experience. I, I mean, think that there is. For like, you know. I think there was one made, and I still haven't tried it, which is really sad. I haven't even seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fantastic Breasts and Where to Touch Them. That's a good parody. Fantastic Babes and Where to Bone Them. And where to bone fantastic Breasts and Where to Bone Them. Or no, Fantastic Butts. Oh, and Where to and Fuck where to Them. <laughs> that would be a great. You know what? That could be a great. Copyright series. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, if only I were still pornographing. So are you? Really you are you what? what? You should direct. I don't have time to direct. I would love to direct. I just don't have time with all the other shit that I'm doing. I've got a few things kind of in my pocket that I'm working on. Are you still in in the industry? Like, are you still? I still perform or are you? a few times a year. Um, I don't have an agent, so I don't have anybody marketing me. I don't actively market myself. I just, at this point... I was going to say, do you even need an agent at this point? I mean, I'm not that big a deal. Like, I'm well-known in VR, but, like, the adult industry is so big, and there are so many new names going through. And, like, I don't know. I'm not, like... I have some acclaim behind me, but, like... When I look in the mirror, I have no fucking Abella Danger or I don't know these these young these young these youngins. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, these little web snappers. And if I honestly, if I were to shoot regularly at this point, I would end up shooting a lot of milf content, and milf content would pair me with 18, 19, 20, 22 year olds maybe, whom I just don't really have much of a connection with. Like yeah. I support them and I will fight for their rights absolutely. Yeah. But when it comes to actually like Work I just. Them. It just doesn't have the same appeal for me. You know, when I first got into this industry, I was doing lesbian content with women who were my peers, who, many of whom became some of my best friends even today. Like, I just got to hang out with Sin Sage at, uh, at South by Southwest, like, a week ago. And she was, like, I've done so many scenes with her. I met her actually on, uh, I'm not sure if it was Five Star stuff, but it was with Des. Um, so the first time I ever met this woman, she was dominating me at kink.com, and we're like, she's one of my best friends. And so like, I go from this space where it's like my peers and other people who are like my age and my experience level or whatever, to now being like, oh, you're like 19 and you're not bad, you're just very much a 19 year old person, and I am like... By the time you knew what this industry was, I had been working in it for like years. And so it's just, I don't want that. I don't want to be a mill. I don't want to deal with that shit. And I don't need to. And at this point, my time is worth more than I would get paid on most adult sets 
if I were doing a scene and, and it was just like it's guaranteed two hours in and out, I would shoot a lot more frequently. But so often it's like, okay, your call time is 9 a.m. We're probably going to start shooting photos of you around 1 p.m. We'll get to the actual content around 2. You'll be home, you know, at 8. Like it's, and it usually is. It's a full day and the rates just are not worth it at this point. And that's part of why I started going outside of performing and trying to find new revenue sources was because, you know, the rate was either staying the same or going down slightly, whereas the number of hours required was increasing. And so are you still a camera or no? I don't really cam that much. I do a little bit of VR camming for Cam4 VR, but they prefer that I don't get naked on camera, which is, you know, it's its, its own thing. Um, but I respect it, and so, and honestly, I'd rather, if people are going to spend money in virtual reality on VR cams, on Cam4 VR, I would rather them spend the money on my performers, whom I've trained and whom I support. Like, I am fine independently. If you're gonna spend the money, spend it on the girls. And soon, guys. Sign me up. So you're almost hey. like, a, like, a, like the boss. Yeah, yeah, I'm the VR content manager. So I train all the performers. You say I'm their go-to. <laughs> That's a terrible word to use. Oh, yeah, it's like it's yeah, like yeah it's not, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm the boss. But, um, a nice boss, I hope. I don't know, like, I'm not going to tell someone. Like, I don't think that you really can have a boss when you're a sex worker or when you're a camera. Like, have someone that says, hey, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but this is what we can actually pay for, or this is what we can give you a bonus on, otherwise you make the money that you make doing exactly what you do, and that's great. But I would never feel comfortable, like, really micromanaging someone who's doing sex work. I that's feel like you do... Most yeah. good bosses should not micromanage. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, at all. Uh, but you do this job because you want flexibility in your schedule and you want to be able to do your own shit and I, I would never want to take that away from someone. It's basically Uber for the adult industry. It's Uber you... for my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. So anything else going new with your life since the last time we spoke with you? Um, like, Cause you're actually, this is, you're our second repeat as class celebrity, I would say. Did you just call me a celebrity? Say it again. You're say it again. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. She's fanning herself. Um, you should have saw her in the green room. She wanted like all purple M and M's. We're like, M and M's don't come in purple. <laughs> She's gonna make it fucking happen. Painting in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Six bottles of champagne, and I want you to break them all over my ass. We, and, and we we happily provide. <laughs> No, we didn't. Came back, sweetness. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, uh, no. Your your gentlemen are very wonderful gentlemen, and they are lucky to have you, gorgeous ladies. And I'm lucky to what's, have got this one. What's really interesting when you when you meet somebody in the adult industry, you think like they just be like, oh, sex, 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 sex. But like you're just a normal human being. <laughs> you're super nerdy. Yeah, like you're much cooler than most people. Yeah, you're oh, yeah, much cooler than a lot guys. of people I've ever hung out with. Go on. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I do make a lot of dumb sex jokes. Like I'm basically a 15 year old in my head. Like when people say things to me, I I find the most like reaching sexual like innuendos. <laughs> yeah, like the the things where like a grown up human being should be able to just listen and move past. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> so like if I if I went to the bathroom, you'd be like, oh, don't. Don't stick your dick through the goalie hole. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Goalie holes are 
frankly just a bad idea. I mean, do you really want to put your most personal, private parts in the hands of some fucking stranger some behind random. a wall? Like, yeah, that, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably never do it. I did an event, I did a live sex event called Glory Hole at, I think it was the Pleasure Chest in Los Angeles, I could be wrong, it might have been another one, but it was a big sex store in LA, and it's like, they set up this whole like, furry wall with a bunch of holes in it, so the, the attendees could look through the holes in the wall, and it's this fuzzy wall on their end, and they look in it, and it's this sort of like, gross looking like, uh, bathroom stall thing that it was of course it's a set so yes, it's a dress set it's not a it's real nasty super bathroom super clean <laughs> yeah but um so they had like live sex shows going on so my friend aphrodisiac and I did this sort of live sexy thing where like we kind of donned each other and we did some live sexy stuff and um that was my only experience with anything similar to a glory hall where people actually would sometimes put their junk through the wall and I'd be like <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. Yo, you're all playing Stop. whack a mole with it. <laughs> That's what I wanted you to do. You sound like a Harley Quinn mallet. Just oh, whack, God. Whack, whack. <laughs> if, so I ever do that, if I ever do that event again, I'm going to bring a fucking Harley Quinn mallet. I'm going to be Harley Quinn and just yeah. smash or dump. Like, you know what? If there's ever like a dominatrix like parody, this guy's like sticking her penis through like a hole and you just like whapping it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like in uh, the one year since we've uh, seen each other, yes. what has been, in your opinion, like the greatest advancement in uh, virtual reality? Oh man, there's been so much in virtual reality, I, I can... It's really hard for me to remember the timeline. Like, I think the touch controllers probably came out and became really uh, oh, massively available. I, you know, I know that I just saw a statistic today that the Vive outsells the Oculus 2 to 1, but I love the Oculus. I know, you said it last year before the even touch was out. I was just like, oh, I, I love the touch controller. I so, love it. Sorry, let's cut, cut you off a little bit. No, I, yeah, I actually played with the, the VI, the, not the VI, the Oculus Touch today. Yeah. And like, it's, it was like amazing, like, it, like, it's I didn't, organic. not even use the grip, but like, you know, so if I move my, my trigger finger, if I'm moving out, I don't even have to touch the button. Like, it's still attracted. Yeah. Also, did you notice, like, your thumb, touch the thumbs, that, too? The thumbs, too. Like, it, it, it doesn't even have to touch it. It just somehow matches. Yeah, it just senses it. It senses when your thumb is on the joystick. It senses when your fingers are on the trigger. It senses when your other fingers are on the other trigger. It's but so even, like, natural. Even, even not even touching it, like, before you even touch it, like, it can sense it. Like, it... If your fingers are close knows. to the trigger, like it can sense that part, and yeah. then once you actually trigger it, then actually closes it. And like, but yeah. I still wish the Rift had rooms there. Yes. That's so, fair. Which, That's which fair. for a gamer, it's right You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, you know what? If you if the question was, what's your favorite app that you've tried in the last year? That'd be a lot easier because oh, that would be hands so, fucking down Robo Recall. Yes. Yeah, that's what we play. that shit today. Holy shit. I, I, uh, so my romantic partner person, I was away for the, I was away from them during South by Southwest. And I was like, when I get home, I want to get all fucking sweaty and nasty and just wear myself out. And they were like, uh, in before you mentioned Robo Recall. And he fucking knew. <laughs> they knew that I was talking about Robo Recall. Was, it was supposed to be this funny, like, yeah, I want to get all fucking sweaty and fucking play Robo Recall. And they just knew that I was talking about it because yeah. I cannot get my fucking head out of it. I it love is, that game. It's so, it, like, today was the first time I, uh, Chronos and Blue played it today. 
and I kid you not, like, I play, so on the, on the HSD Vive, they have a game called Raw Data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw uh, Data's really good. Are they here? They're not here. They're, but I've played them. There's someone here who has something almost exactly the same. Or yes, it's some. Um, yeah, yeah, you play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can slice things in half. It. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's but yeah, Raw Data's really good, but I think Raw, um, Recall is more crisp and they're, they're ready for for production. Like, Raw Data was more like, you know, this is the demo of it, like, this is what we can do. Right. Well, that's but the, the but Recall is like, you know, yeah. this shit's ready for packaging. Like, you you, you will pay $50 for this game. Raw Data is more like, oh, you pay like $10, $15 for a demo. Well, the general right. problem with VR, in my opinion, there's no killer app still to this day. Yeah. If you ask a good game, there's no, like, like, you don't have a Horizon Zero Dawn or a Zelda or something like that. Right, you know, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I I agree, though I feel like if there is a game that is the killer game for VR, I feel like Robo Recall is it. Yeah. That might well, be because yeah. I'm so into it. I just love, like, Shoot my thing. first go-around, I think I got whatever, it, it was one of the, the rankings. I got, like, number eight overall on my first run through, on, on one of the things. I don't remember what it was. But I just love, like, I love the humor. It's very much, yeah. it's very yeah, similar it's to Portal. Um, yes, I like yes. being able to just like port around and like rip fucking heads off. Yeah. Like I just so much of my life I just want to like reach out, grab something, and rip its fucking head off, yeah. and then fight its, its, <laughs> its, its brethren it. with its dead body. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. Oh, it's so good. I want to play it right now. Have you played the latest Zelda? I'm just curious. I have not, but my mom is a huge Zelda fan, and she's been playing it and sending me screenshots. She's been really into it. So have you? Like, do anybody with a Switch? No, I actually offered to buy one for my mom, and she was like, oh my god, no. Have they're, you seen the videos? Switch are pretty cheap. I mean, compared to, like, the Xbox and... Well, apparently, it's really poorly designed, where, like, if you put the, the handles on the wrong way, they get, like, stuck. And if you, like, in the little, like, case, like, mounting thing, like, my mom was showing me a couple different videos where they were like, yeah, I've literally put this in this thing five times and it's completely scratched up. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they did not do enough research on the user integration. Well, so the weird thing is, I have a Switch. You do? How do you like it? You Actually, tell me. I love it. It's pretty really? amazing. Yeah, I haven't had the problems that anybody else had. Okay. Like, that some people have had. I think it's right. a very small percentage, but they're yeah. loud, so... Uh, I'm actually not a huge, a huge Nintendo fan right now. I mean, I used to be like a huge Nintendo fan. Yeah. And I felt like I'm mostly a PS4 gamer at this point. Okay. But uh, yeah, I got the Switch and it's, it just like works. Like literally, this is the coolest part. So I had to get like some of my tires changed. Yeah. So I took my Switch with me and I literally, I just put it down on the table, take the, the controllers off, and I'm playing a console while I'm waiting to get my tires changed. That's so right now, like the way, the way our drinks are sitting on this table, Kronos was able to like put the Switch down, sit back in the chair, and literally just sit I there just, and play the game. Just play. Yeah. I I think that's really cool. But what's, you're right. There are some. I can't deny there are some design problems I've seen some people have. That I haven't had. The only thing that I've had once was one time I had the left Joy-Con disconnect for like a second. Okay. Came right back. Other than that, I, I mean, also that's frankly a very promising review. Yeah. Like that's awesome. I mean, what's, most reviewers have a pretty oh, pretty decent score for it, except for the fact that you know, obviously the graphics are. Like a PS4, but with Zelda, Zelda it's a 10 out of 10 game, easily. Yeah, it's always gonna be, it's fucking Zelda. Yeah, yeah, but this one, they, they're like, if you play any Zelda game, it's like way better. And really? it's like way better. Okay. Ocarina of Time is my favorite Zelda game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, That's the reason huge. why. 
I was gonna say the reason why I brought up the Zelda game or the the Switch is because their cartridges they have like have you tried have you actually licked one of the cartridges to see what everybody's talking about about it? Wait, did you have I licked one? Yeah. Okay, so the cartridge is a basically a, a micro SD card. Okay. It's a little bit bigger than that. Maybe yeah. But I, I thought it was a micro SD card, so that's really good to hear. It's like, a little bit bigger than that. Micro SD cards are storage. Oh, okay. Their little cartridges are like, they're proprietary. They're, they're okay. small, but they're... It looks like a 3DS card. Okay. Sure. They're basically, so what, what Nintendo did is that they kind of made it, they put a coating of the, some kind of chemical on there. The kids wouldn't like try to eat it. Because it's, sm it's small, it's, it's really small. And the oh, kid can God. choke on it. Okay. So they made it so like, if you... If a kid was to like put it in their mouth, it would be so bitter that they would take it out. So actually, on our podcast, we actually tried it out. How is it? It is so, so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> and originally, we thought it was just a rumor, so we're like, oh, let's try it out. Like some of us, like three of us, tried it out. It was like it was it's the worst true. tasting thing I've ever had. Yeah. And That's actually, brilliant. So have yeah. you ever? You know how they have for dogs? They have that like spray. The to bitter make apple. It. Yes, yeah. it's almost like that, but worse. I, I but it's, it's like sight. It's like it lasts for like maybe ten seconds and then like it just goes away. Okay, if you handle it and then you put your fingers in your mouth, do you no. taste it? No, no, you don't taste it in your fingers. That's really interesting. You literally have to like lick it to taste it. That's brilliant. Yeah. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up for us. We have to go to a happy hour. Here. Get it's some more drinks going. Time yeah. to be happy. So thank you, Hella, again. Thank you, gentlemen, awesome. for having me. I absolutely adore you. I'm so glad I got to hang out with you guys. So you're like the coolest person we hang out with. Oh, <laughs> like second or third coolest. No, no, you're like we up got there. Girlfriends. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't podcast. But they're, they're like extensions of yourself. Yes. So yes. like when you hang out with them, you're just hanging out with like, the complete yeah. form of yourself, right? Yeah. Like Voltron. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 All right, Black Oak, Black Cousin, Fanny, plus Ella, we're out of here. Peace. Bye, guys.